you know, ZZ with a couple of big shots. And uh, so it's good to see that ZZ top making big shots and uh, and cleaning up the boards and not giving up second chance points against a team that does like to rebound the long three. So, uh, uh, but again, a great scenario uh, uh, or certain things happening, factors coming together. Uh, Arizona losing, of course, this week, and Tennessee now being projected as that fourth number one seed. Um, <clears throat> so we'll see. We'll see where Lenardi goes with that. Bob, when does he usually update uh, his uh, after the weekend action? Does he usually update it on Sunday or is that Monday? Well, Lenardi, it's hard to tell. This has been something uh, – you just brought up something that's a bit of a bone of contention with me, and that is Lenardi is kind of considered one of the you know the gold standards when it comes to bracketology, and it's not necessarily by what he picks, but because of who he's affiliated with, with ESPN. Um, he typically doesn't give out the ones that are on the site more than once a week. Um now he does put things out. He gives little. He gives some updates on social media right. uh, from time to time, so that helps. But it's like if you're going to the site to look for it, it, it always feels like it's outdated. Which that's just my it, little rant. Yeah, it does. Now, you're right. now that said, I think what we saw the latest he just put out that's on social media is that he does have um, Tennessee is now the fourth one seed. Okay. Okay. So, and this gentleman, I was I was mentioning on uh, Twitter uh, X. Uh, JBR, Bra- yeah, JBR Bracketology. I've followed his work the last couple of years, and he's he's pretty consistent right there. Um, and I I, I misspoke. Uh, Arizona did not lose. Yeah, um, I was gonna that's say that just too. the it was just the fact that the quality of win. And when you start looking at those quad ones, and the resume's already been there for Tennessee, but to but to go down there and win, and 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 I say it again, Bob drilled this home. Back when Alabama left here in Knoxville, how we suffocated them. But there's a team that averages on their home floor a little over 100 points, and we held them to 74. Look, man, you know, I was critical last night of some of the shot selection of Ganey and him forcing it. Uh, but that's that's about all I can really nitpick right now. Hey man, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're 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 in a championship run, y'all. I mean, that's yeah. all there is to it, and we have to embrace it and enjoy it. Yep, uh, you're right about Alabama. That is uh, Tennessee now owns the first and tied for second lowest point output allowed to Alabama this season. Wow. 71 in Knoxville, 74 last night. And I think somebody else, I forget who it was, but somebody else shut him down to 74. I think it might have been, it might have been, uh, might have been Arizona uh, in non conference. So, um, yeah, man, this team, it's, it's tough. I mean, I know there was some, uh, I know there were some criticisms last night about, hey, Alabama is playing Mark Sears with two fouls in the first half. Why isn't Barnes doing that with his guys? I don't know what to tell you, man. That's his philosophy. That's how he's approaching it. Um, I hated seeing the two bigs out for yeah, really yeah. the bulk yeah. of the first half, almost all of it. Um, but other guys stepped up, and you know the win's the win, and that's that's really what I I care most about is they came away with a win in an incredibly hostile environment and weathered a lot of storms with Alabama too. Yeah, no question. It- I will say yes. Okay, there's been a couple stretches this year in in key games, key situations, you know, six minutes left before the half, and 
there are a little bit of concerns there. Like, okay, A, does does he just not uh, – well, if there's any evidence that he maybe doesn't quite trust him to pick up a, a, a silly foul, look at the three that the guy shot from the corner. And he, and he even – when he went out to the end, that was in the third – or that was in the uh, second half. But he clearly goes at him, and he could have pulled his arm away, and he still got – he got the non-shooting – hand too and it was clearly like he really smacked him hard I'm like dude you gotta lay off of that I mean the body control and everything so outside of that I mean he's you know he's phenomenal and uh that's all I can nitpick okay but I think there's a little bit too that Barnes and this staff have really developed and I don't think you could have seen I don't think we would have seen this uh early in the year that Man, some of these other guys are actually stepping up. ZZ stepping up with outside shots. Um, Adu in the paint Man, uh, with some putbacks. So, Meshack is player of the game last night. Oh, dude, no the, question. He is. I, I'm telling you. I think. I think he. If 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 the guy, he's one of those guys that if if he could just develop any sort of consistency with a a shot. Yeah. Because man, when he drives. His body, his his strength, he's he's hard to stop yeah. going I mean, to the he, bucket. He almost I mean, he's reminds so... me a little bit of Admiral in that yeah. way. Yeah, the way minus can... the the long range jump shot. Right. But yeah, exactly. you're right. You're right. Yeah, um, if he could develop that three point shot, he'd look a lot more like him. But man, yeah, it was it, it was cool to see he had that free safety. They called it the free safety steal. Yeah, right and flipped there. it back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. Um, that oh was, man, that, that was where the game changed real in listen, real time. That, that and that's a great point Aaron brings up. In March, you're going to have those games where maybe it's ZZ's in foul trouble or maybe it's uh connect uh something there's you're going to have to overcome some adversity. I don't care if you if you're the number 1 seed and they give you uh, you know the basketball gods, everything lines up and you've got upsets galore in your region in your side of the bracket you're gonna have to have at least one game sort of like going on a 12 and 0 run in college football and getting into the playoff i mean look at arkansas fumbling uh against us in 89 i mean it's it, you gotta have a little bit of luck on your side and the ball bounce your way but you're gonna have to also i'm not even as much as luck you've got to overcome some unexpected adversity in a situation, and there are guys now, like you said, Meshack, Adu. Uh, I don't know that those guys would have given that to you last year. Um, hell, Vescovy knocked down a big three last night, and he had a he had a huge steal yeah, when the game triple, was like back J and forth. Too. Yeah, the, uh, finally. Yes, finally, Triple yeah, J hit that uh, one in the corner, right? Yeah, uh, that that corner three that was huge. Yeah. Um, so, you know, again. You've got um, you've got Lamont Paris's boy sitting there. Uh, what that is that midweek or uh, the weekend? It's this Wednesday. Week? Wednesday. Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. there arguably should be the coach of the year. Probably. I mean, I I, mean, I, 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 I throw it out who there. Else. Who, who else is gonna? I mean, this guy took a team that was supposed to be finished 14th, last. Yeah. And they're and third, sitting there third in the conference. They're third in the conference, and they've got huge wins. And, uh, yeah, I mean, 
this guy basically took a somebody. I mean, he walked into like a jigsaw puzzle, just being pieces everywhere. Like, where where are all the pieces? And yeah. he now he went out and got some of those pieces. And in basketball, Bob's brought this up many a times. You in basketball, college basketball especially, not so much NBA, but college basketball, you can bring in one key piece or a second piece, especially if they're guards that dictate a lot of the action of the game and the ball's in their hands 75, 80% of the game anyways. But for him to be able to do that uh, and to get all those pieces and to find, I mean, pieces they defend like there's no tomorrow, they, they, they've got guys that, all over the court that can knock down – Shots and yeah, I mean, uh, they've got they've got that Murray Boyles kid, Talon Cooper, and Michi Johnson's all three yeah. a problem. And then next year, if he stays, you've got Austin Hero, who is Tyler Hero's brother. On if he stays, is he on there? He's he's, on, he's a freshman there. Oh, okay, okay. I, I mean, he very well could transfer. Oh, if I remember he, the if name. He's that he's, good. Yeah. I mean, if he's as good as his brother is, he could transfer. When he was rated, was he not touted, like, coming out higher Fair. than, uh, than I think Tyler he was, was higher than he... Tyler, yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, I heard that. if, if Lamont Parrish can keep him, he's going to be trouble next year. Wow. Because he hadn't really played very much this season. But. Bob, your thoughts on, uh, well, anything ball-related. We're, we're, just, we're just unpacking some things here. But as far as, like, a, a Coach of the Year uh, nominee, I mean, I, I – you got. I, I don't know of anyone else that deserves it, but there's certainly guys that you can throw their names in the hat. Well, I think uh, Jimmy Dykes is pretty high on the hyperbole, um, but he's right on this one. And what I mean by that is I think Lamont Paris is a, a slam dunk for Coach of the Year in the SEC. I don't think yeah. there's any question. Dykes was saying yesterday, you know, he should – maybe be national coach of the year i think he's he definitely should be getting the votes at a minimum and i think there is a valid argument for the reasons you guys just said that he should get coach of the year uh nationally too i mean it's unbelievable what they've done um they're really tough to watch in a lot of ways but they're winning and you know it reflects his roots you know he was an assistant for bo ryan at wisconsin yeah they play a lot like wisconsin those wisconsin teams did back in the day so um i'm I got to tell you that game Wednesday night is worrisome to me now yeah. just because they believe at this point. I was hoping yesterday I thought this might take care of itself because Florida had been was, hot. Yeah, Florida. Florida, well Florida was up 10 on South yeah. Carolina yesterday in the second half but they couldn't hang on. South Carolina threw that zone defense at them and they just wilted frankly yeah. Florida did which is rare to see with them. They've been playing really well. But uh, it's happened now twice to them. It happened against Alabama, too, where they kind of fell apart towards the end. Yeah, and, you know, speaking of Florida, that, that was one of the teams that, uh, you know, as we start getting close, we're, we're what, two, two, uh, two weekends away, two Saturdays from, uh, from the conference uh, tournaments? Um, no, that, they'll start, well, about a week and a half. About uh, a week and a half. We'll yeah, start Wednesday. Midweek, yeah, we'll start I, I Wednesday or on Thursday. Weekend, yeah. Right, right. We're, we're two weeks yeah. away from Selection Sunday. Selection Sunday, Sunday right. yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There you go. Um, so when you're looking at, um, it, you know, I start doing this every year and looking at some of the some of the betting angles for for March Madness and the futures and things like that. I'm telling you, man, Florida is a team that a lot of people are starting to put into that bracket buster type yeah. teams. I don't mean like nobody's heard of them. Right. Um, like a George Mason or whatever, but it's they're they're a team that. I mean, you got to look at the SEC. You you 
you figure I don't know how many teams altogether. I'm sure that'll be uh, part of the conversation. Seven with, uh, so far is what they've been saying. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think uh, you know Tennessee, got- Scar, Bama, Auburn, Kentucky, Florida is twenty and nine, ten and six, quad one. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's maybe Ole Miss. I mean no maybe right Ole Miss, and and if yeah. if A and M wins the tournament, they're in. But yeah. that's that's probably what it's going to take for them. Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Mississippi State they they yeah. kind of fell out though this yeah. week. They, yeah, they, they did. looked they looked awful. Yes, they would have yeah. to make a run, like maybe get to the get to the SEC finals. They certainly um, made me sweat that bet out yesterday. The one I ended up texting you guys about, I ended up cashing on that one because yeah. I took a bunch of yeah, I took yeah. a bunch of alternate overs. And they all yeah. hit, and I should have stayed in because yeah. I had Tennessee at plus three and a half. Oh, nice. And it would have paid out 176 instead of 76. <laughs> but, hey, you take the money when you can I had take a pretty, the money when you can get it. Yeah, you take it when you can get it. Um, I hit one last night. I even I went, I went a little melting pot, a little bit of everything, and I, I even threw – I had a UFC, but I but I threw a little LSU baseball in there oh, yeah. uh, to win by more than one and a half runs, and they won by two. Well, I was sweating you know, that one. You but, saw my text, though, didn't you? Yeah. About how literally that bet was dead in the water until Auburn – somehow miraculously fouled that guy from Mississippi yeah. State last second, and he had to shoot two foul shots, made them both, and got that one to hit. Yeah. It, was, it was terrifying. Makes but you hit. wonder, makes you yeah. wonder, a little call from Vegas, like, yeah. hey, guys, you know, yep. somebody somebody just a little little cheap foul right here, uh, <laughs> it's preferably like with, if he's shooting threes. But it's we'll like take a seven two. seconds to go, <laughs> and Auburn was up like ten points, which was the worst right. part about it. Right. Uh, so – Again, a lot more can change. Um, do I feel like Tennessee's got a, is is going to have a little fire in their belly to go to South Carolina? Yes, based on how they came into our house and won. And I think this team is just clicking right now. I, you know, it's like when you you texted yesterday. I was like I said, I'm out and about looking at cars, and uh, and I was just like. Man, I said, I just have a feeling Tennessee's going to win outright. I, and I don't normally, when we go to Alabama, I don't normally, when we've won a couple of nice games and then, you know, with this sort of schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'm wondering when I look at this, and again, we're going we're gonna to unpack a lot across the entire landscape of college hoops because, you know, you had, I know you had the Bowlermakers yesterday. They, was competitive there for a while, but they wound up beating a, uh, you know, a gritty uh, Michigan State team. The um, the big uh, a couple of the big boys were off yesterday. I know UConn was off. I think they played a day. Um, they have Seton Hall, but just some crazy, crazy action across uh, Iowa State has all of a sudden figured out how to win on the road. Yep. That's a scary team, man. They I I, I mean, they're projected right now as a as that maybe that final. Number two seed on that, and I don't. I mean, here's the thing: when I look at teams, and I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come to uh, to Bob and Aaron here. When you look at teams that that you just absolutely look at for a possible matchup in March, and 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 again, to me, one of the teams is is Houston that I that I would want to avoid just because of the way they defend, the way Sampson. Uh, they're tough-minded. Their offensive rebounding ability, those kind of things would concern me. Um, you know, 
the way they fight through screens, they switch, they're quick. Um, they might give Dalton Connect a little more, you know, issues than uh, than say most of the other some of these other top teams. I mean, Carolina didn't didn't really have an answer for him, and you see how good Carolina is. Uh, not quite the defensive team that Kelvin Sampson puts out on the floor, but is there any other team, Bob, before we get into our first break here, is there any any teams that you just automatically look at and you look at Tennessee and you go, okay, Tennessee's going to be the number four or the, the fourth overall one seed, or, or let's just say they have a, a slip up in their, uh, the top number two seed. Is there a team in the bracket that you just say, uh-uh, I, we, don't, we don't want any of them? The the only thing that I at the moment that I do worry about, and I've been touting that the one seed is super important to get more so than the two. Uh, it's just proven it's an easier yeah. path. <clears throat> sure, but if Tennessee gets a one seed, they're going to go west. And the, what I do have a little bit of concern about is if Arizona is the two seed in Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah, those guys are going to travel. It'll be like almost like a home game for for Arizona. That's my only concern. We're getting way ahead of ourselves. That would sure. be if like in an elite 8 matchup. Yeah. But that's that's the thing I'm most concerned about. I've been saying I don't want any part of Yukon and I still believe that. I think we can oh, match up against yeah. Houston just because we've played that way before. Uh, I don't love that kind of basketball, but I I, I mean I, I I think Houston's very very good, don't get me wrong, but I'd rather play honestly out of all those teams, I'd rather play Purdue again than than, Same here. than Houston or Yukon. Yeah, I, I, um, I agree. I think uh, I, I almost wonder if you wouldn't see a little more. Um, I mean, we'll like call it what it is. Edie gets a lot of his points at the free throw line because he's he's so dominantly strong and physical. Um, now, whether or not his game translate, you know, into the to being a, a good NBA player, I, I you know, I've and, talked to some other players or other people and, that do that. And by the way, that National Player of the Year debate is over. Oh yeah, after oh, last yeah. night, there's yeah. no question. Oh, it is. Edie, it is. Edie got thirty-five and twelve. Yeah, you know, Dalton just got bottled up. It's not his fault. It just happened. And there's and nothing. Yeah, there's, it was a long shot to begin with. It's it, over now. It, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, I, I would agree with that. And and I watched the markets on that too. On you know, Vegas usually knows and. You just you just see that now. Now, could you argue? Yeah, maybe you argue. I mean, that you know, Connect has the ball in his hands. He facilitates more. All that I get. All that is Connect probably going to be a better pro player. Yes, yeah. um, but uh, it's just that the way that game is. There's not you know, you, if you're if you're six six seven or above and can dribble, can go get the ball, rebound, and you know, going to obviously need to improve his defense on that level. Um, but uh, a lot of that is effort and just mental. It's mindset, um, or or you just don't get the minutes. Uh, but we need to get our first break, and we'll come back with it. I do want to dive into that. What what Bob touched on, and if Tennessee does get the one, I think it is huge, and where where they're put positioned. If if they are positioned, which I I agree with Bob. If they are in fact the four, the fourth overall number one, that they're going to send them west. Um, and again, you'd, you'd love to get 
you know, a team like Arizona out of there. Uh, you've got teams now, not saying they're a threat to Tennessee, but Gonzaga looks like they're going to get in now. They've they've put a nice little resume together. And, that, and honestly, it's just a so-so Mark Few team this year. Yeah, they're not. Um, they're, I mean, they I mean, looked good against Kentucky at Kentucky, but Kentucky just does not defend. When not the light all. comes on and, and Kentucky, uh, when Kentucky really, you know, tries to make some stops and can make stops, they've got scores of the basketball. But um, – Anyways, we'll get a break here. Neutral Zone first segment in the books. We'll come back. Fleet Tire 111 East Woodland Avenue making it possible. We appreciate you making Sunday morning, uh, allowing us to be a part of your Sunday morning. And uh, we'll come back with some more Neutral Zone right here on Fan Run Radio. Are you tired of the same boring workouts that don't get you the results that you want? Check out HotWorks. With infrared light therapy and personalized wellness options, you'll be able to get the perfect workout every time. With the hot yoga or any of the other isometric options at HotWorks, you'll feel the detoxification right away. Hop on over to 10839 Hardin Valley Road or visit any of the other Knoxville locations to get started on your personalized journey. Are you ready to flash that dazzling smile? Well, look no further than Knoxville Smiles. Our experienced team is here to give you the care and attention you deserve. From routine checkups and cleanings to advanced cosmetic treatments, we've got you covered. Say goodbye to dental worries and hello to a confident, radiant smile. Don't wait any longer. Schedule your appointment today and unlock the power of your smile. Call 865-539-1776 to schedule your appointment today or just visit KnoxvilleSmiles.com. Are you ready to play hard and work harder? Are you looking to take the next step in your career with a company who celebrates hard work and appreciates those who do it? Then it's time to join the movement at Axel Logistics. Axel is looking to expand their award-winning sales team with logistics consultants who are outgoing, ambitious, and thrive in a fast-paced environment. If that sounds like you, visit axelogistics.com to learn more. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on Fan Run Radio. Axel Logistics, now is your time. I was afraid to cut the cord, but once I did, I couldn't believe it took so long to do it. Paying too much for my cable bill had become a bad habit. I either wasn't getting what I wanted or never knew where to find any of my favorite shows until it was too late. Plus, the prices just kept going up. Thankfully, I discovered a new way to watch called Philo. For just $25 a month, I can catch all my favorite shows on networks like BET, MTV, and TLC. It even has Nickelodeon for my kids. I can watch anytime I want, anywhere I want. Plus, Philo lets me have up to three streams at once, so everyone can watch what they want at the same time. Throw in the unlimited DVR that saves all my favorites for up to a year, and this really is the best deal in TV. I just wish I hadn't waited so long. Sound too good to be true? Well, try it out for yourself, and you'll see why people who love TV love Philo. Go to philo.tv, that's P-H-I-L-O dot TV, and start your seven-day free trial now. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GainBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GainBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest. 
because it's investing your way. Get started today at gainbridge.io. eBay Motors here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it all at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Life insurance. Why are you putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think you don't need it? There's lots of excuses for putting off life insurance. But if you weren't there, who would pay the mortgage and other bills? With Ethos, you could be covered in 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at getethos.com. That's getethos.com. Are you tired of looking at that piece of furniture that is wore down but you don't want to get rid of it? Go see our friends at Sun Upholstery and Fabric. Locally and family owned and operated with over 67 years of combined experience. Located at 8913 Oak Ridge Highway. Give them a call today at 865-237-3272 or visit them online at fabricsun.com. That's fabricsun.com and be sure to tell Stan that you heard about him right here on Fan Run Radio. Talking to your kids about the dangers of vaping can be hard. Getting them to listen to hot gossip is easy. So here's some drama you could share with your kid. Dude, did you hear about Cassie and Jake? No, but did you hear that vaping can cause irreversible lung damage and nicotine affects brain development? <gasps> Nuh-uh. You don't need to gossip if you want to have an open conversation about vaping. So if you want to get tips on when and how to talk to your kids, visit talkaboutvaping.org. Brought to you by the American Lung Association and the Ad Council. And welcome back into Neutral Zone. Man, you ask, you ask Aaron. You shall receive. You shall receive. That's right, man. Uh, Good stuff right here. Bringing us back here, Neutral Zone. We've been talking bracketology. We've been talking UT, Alabama. I am going to hand it over to Bob Baskerville again. Bob, listen, I'm going to plug this a few times, but uh, big lineup this week uh, on the morning show. Uh, 7 to 10, weekday, uh, every Monday Monday through Friday here on Fan Run Radio. But the guys have got a huge um, list of guests coming up, including uh, the bracketologist himself from CBS, uh, Jerry Palm. Um, I think he goes by something other than the bracketologist, but... Uh, he is uh, he's very uh, creative, uh, some sometimes provocative and yes. and uh, you know doesn't always give you the uh, answer you want to hear about your team and where they're seated or why they're seated somewhere in his opinion. but hey, you got to respect that. And uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, where when he comes on, uh, and again, you can catch that right here, fan run radio, the morning show, Bob and John, they'll have him on this week. Uh, hopefully Bob will drop that on uh, on uh, X Twitter, and I'll I'll retweet it and let me know when he's going to be on. Yeah, he'll be on tomorrow. Actually. Oh, nice, so, nice. Uh, yeah, so 
Nice. Yeah, but I wanted to take a minute and talk just to maybe put a bow. We'll, we'll continue to talk about Tennessee, and if callers want to talk about it, of course, we'll do that too. But 546-8200, by the way. There you go. But, uh, but of course, there were a couple of things that um, I think are difference makers. We were talking about during the commercial break. First of all, I think Tennessee just – exerted their will longer uh Mm -hmm. alabama is a team that comes at you in waves you watch that game last night you saw it it's enough to give you a you know get your heart rate up high because it just no lead ever feels safe tennessee got up 10 11 points and just you you never thought it was going to be easy right it it just again playing in that arena You touched on Jay Billis, you know, the announced team. I, I thought Shulman and Billis were kind of pa- off, off pathetic, their game. Yeah, yeah. They, and, yeah. But, uh, but all those waves that Alabama kept bringing, Tennessee responded to. And two that were really noteworthy was, one, there was a nine-minute stretch where only, Alabama only scored seven points, and there was an almost nine-minute, eight minutes and 50-second stretch where Alabama didn't get a field goal. So almost half the game – they yeah. were limited in their scoring, even though they, you know, kept coming. And that's a testimony to Tennessee's defense. Like absolutely. it or not, that defense travels. It does. And that's going to matter in March. I guarantee that. Oh, absolutely. Um, Feel, yeah. Listen, football, offensive and defensive line travels. And in basketball, I mean, defense across the board and that physicality, you're exactly right. Yeah. They held Alabama to 24% shooting from three. We talked about it earlier. Their 74 points in the game last night was the second lowest Point total they've had all season. The first lowest point total was 71 against, wait for it, Tennessee in Knoxville. And then, like that first matchup, Mark Sears, who Jay Billis apparently believes is all ready to be an NBA star the way he touted him all through the game, just gushed over the guy, kept comparing him to Jalen Brunson multiple times. Yeah, multiple times, yeah. Scored 22 points. He's a good player, but he also had to work his ass off again to get those points. Had four turnovers, shot about 50% from the field. Not for nothing, the the refs missed a, a, an incredibly egregious step on the line. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh my on gosh. The, on, the, the, on the baseline. <laughs> um, also, did but, they end the up calling book. anything on that horse collar on Ganey at that one point earlier in the game? No. Just that was unbelievable. I mean, they called a foul, but they yeah they didn't go any further. I mean, than they should have f one that yeah. call and, instantly. And Bob's Bob brought it up on uh, he posted something last night, and I couldn't agree more that. Pat Adams, normally you just kind of go, oh, God. you know. Yeah. I mean, I think all, all SEC teams just hate having him. But, uh, man, I tell you, for the most part in that game. First we, half, for sure. Yeah, we it. really – we. I, I mean, we got the benefit of uh, of the Pat Adams effect. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it balanced out a little more as the game went on. But I just think that those little intangible things, and the other thing is we talked a little bit about Triple J. Meshack's game, I agree with you, Aaron. I think Meshack arguably could be the player of the game, individually speaking. Just what he did out there made things happen, hit two three-pointers at really clutch times. Um, Triple J, as much as he frustrates me, it's really interesting. You know, he had, what, 11 points, 13 boards, played 33 minutes. When we have – each week we have uh, assistant coach Greg Polinski on the morning show every Thursday. Yeah. And when we were talking this past Thursday, um, of course, the focus of the conversation started with Dalton Connect and how he played against Auburn. But then the second person that Polinski mentioned for that Auburn game – 
was Josiah Jordan James, and he might be trying to prop Triple J up a little. I get that. Yeah. It might be a little coach speak, but at the same time, he was right about he does all the little things. He had four blocks against Auburn, four yeah. blocks. Um, last night, again, the little things. He hit a clutch three, but also Zakai, it's late in the game. I think Zakai was tired. Tennessee's up five. There's only like seven or eight seconds left in the game. Yeah. Goes to the line, misses both free throws. On the second free throw, I don't know if you caught this, but Triple J gets that tip out back to yes. court. Yes. Yeah. Allows Zakai to go get it, and you can just run the clock out then. And I mean, it's the little things it's with that. It's little guy. things like that. The Mayshack steal and to keep it inbound. Yeah. I, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Tennessee's got to be scrappy. They're not the best at cleaning up the glass. And teams like. Mississippi State, teams like A&M. A&M's topping the league in offensive rebound. Those little intangibles are the difference in you maybe winning a, an, an extra game in the tournament. And uh, I, I wanted to drop something else, non-SEC related, but here's an example. You want the, uh, the definition of March Madness? Just fast forward to uh, the Big East tournament. And look at the according to Lenardi. Now this might have changed yesterday. And Seton Hall, we can all pretty much agree they're very unlikely they're going to uh, knock off UConn today uh, at at uh, Stores, Connecticut. But if you look at the bubble right now, check this out for ACC. And that tournament, by the way, is still one of the that is one of the best spectacles, especially when it was they would start it on a Wednesday, a couple you know early games, and then Thursday, and you were waiting on the SEC tournament to start on Thursday. Yeah, to have that extra day of basketball, and it was right there at lunchtime. You know, I was like, yeah, man, I'm gonna take my lunch. I'm gonna you know watch a little bit of the Big East tournament. Um, you know, maybe you're like Aaron over here. You threw you know a couple of G's on it but um look here look uh, as of right now now you tell me that that this is not going to this just intensifies that whole March Madness and and, and March Madness truly starts with these conference tournaments but on the bubble according to Lenardi now this might have changed cuz this was uh as of 2 days ago it did not include yesterday's action last four in two of the teams New Mexico, okay, of course, Midwest, uh, Gonzaga, but Seton Hall and Providence. First four out, Villanova, St. John's. I mean, and then the next four out, then you've got the next four after that, you've got one other Big East team. I mean, that right there is a prime example. These conference tournaments coming up. Now, I'll so I'll pivot with that to you, Bob, and say, would you rather see Tennessee? I know where I I know where I stand. Would you rather see Tennessee go ahead and just win these next two? Clearly I would. I mean, we all want to see us get revenge on Scar. We want to sweep Kentucky anytime you can. Right. Um, they're coming here. Both of these games are going to be tough. Don't let anybody fool you. Kentucky coming here, they're going to play with a chip on their shoulder. Um but it, would you take the 2-0, and finish out the season on that 4-0, and really nice run, resume builder, solidify a number one, go down to Nashville with a laissez-faire, just kind of, hey, you know what, I, I, I'm looking at this as just a little trip, not necessarily to, you know, go goof off or anything like that, hit the, you know, hit Broadway or anything like that, get in trouble, but just go down there, be fresh, relaxed, don't get into a three or four game run stretch down there and burn your legs up. I, 
I'll be honest with you. I, if, if I had that choice and they go down there and maybe win a game or two and then just, just bail out and have that number one seed, get yourself ready to fly out west, I'd take that. Any day over uh, over, and there's people that are that are old school. Said no, no, no. The conference championship means more to me. I, hey, look, if you can get the number one and you win these next two, that's where I'm at. Where are you at? Um, I would agree. I think. Well, first of all, if Tennessee beats South Carolina Wednesday night, the SEC race is over. It is. It, it but the number one seed. Yeah, I mean, I you're right. The, yep. What can, can Kentucky could do is prevent Tennessee from getting a one seed if they beat them in Knoxville. Um, that said, I think that if Tennessee can win out this week, upcoming, take down South Carolina and Kentucky, they're going to draw the double bye. They'll be in the quarterfinals automatically in the SEC tournament. I think they need to win that quarterfinal game. But then I think if you get to the semifinals or sure, surely the finals and don't win, I'm not really concerned. I'm not either. Jerry Palm in the last 30 minutes just released his newest bracketology, and he has Tennessee as a one seed in the West. Okay. So, um, can so. you un, uh, can you pull that up and and dissect that? Like, who are the teams in that region that give sure. you? Yeah, I'm just curious. Like, like yeah. what opponent would Tennessee face first, second round potentially? Okay. Well, interesting. Okay. Tennessee's the one seed. Their eight nine matchup would be the winner of Texas and FAU. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Oh my gosh! I'd love to get yeah. another shot yeah. at FAU. Oh, I would yeah. too. Guaranteed. I would too. I mean, you got to believe that they, yeah, you know, Tennessee learned yeah. from whatever happened last right. year. Right, right. Uh, what's interesting if they got to that point, the four or five matchup could be the winner of Kentucky and Illinois. Um, so teams <laughs> that they have played, right? Um, yeah. So, and Illinois still scares me. Yeah, they've no. got they've got they've got two assassins, and not we're not even talking about the the little guard that can stand out there and, and knock down shots. But Shannon is a, I mean, he's a he's a lottery pick yep. level player. Yep. So yeah, so Tennessee in the West is the one seed. Arizona's the two. Iowa State's the three. We've talked about Iowa State. I don't like them. No. I, I mean, they're tough, man. No, they're in that. They would be in the West. Yeah, oh my the three goodness. goodness. And then Illinois is the four seed. Kentucky Ooh. five. Um, who is the six seed? Can't seem to find it. Um, the six seeds Texas Tech. Yeah. Um, seven seed Nevada, coached by Steve Alford. Blast mm. from the past. Yeah. Florida Atlantic is the eight seed. Texas is the nine seed. Virginia is the ten seed. Don't worry about them at all. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm surprised. I don't, even, I, I don't even know they're going to make it. Yeah. Uh. So, so it's it's an interesting. I mean, that's how it's going to be in any region you're in. You're gonna you're gonna yeah. collide with some teams where it's like, oh man, I am not looking forward to playing them. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, Kentucky, they they play no defense as witnessed yesterday against Arkansas, but their offense is freaking elite the way they're scoring oh i mean they that's a team that's what i'm saying if they that, flip a switch and do just get anything and i've seen that before with teams that just at tournament time they go guys it's it's go time let's lock let's lock i i don't think we'll see them do that for like a four or five game stretch it's just not in their pedigree but they can they absolutely, if they can find that, and it could start with that game here in Knoxville. I hope I'm wrong. I hope we, I hope we send our seniors out. You know that final game, uh, you know at home, and uh, yeah. That's, the, the, the only thing I would say is in this bracket. Of course, all this is really provisional. You know, this could change a lot. It's still two weeks away from selection. 
Kentucky's the five seed. Their first round matchup is five twelve against Samford. And I don't know how much you've heard about Samford, but they're playing really, yeah. really well. They're one of those twelve seeds you want to be careful with. Yeah. And that's the type of team Kentucky, honestly, if Samford comes in and is hitting shots, we know Kentucky doesn't play D. Uh they did against Auburn two weeks ago, but it's rare. And uh I'm telling you, I think that uh, you never know. But, you know, the other thing that was interesting yesterday in Kentucky's game against Arkansas, and we know it's Arkansas who's having a horrible season. They still have some talent. And they were hitting yesterday. Kentucky finished that game, the last six minutes of the game, which is where the game swung. They, yep. they played five freshmen the whole time. The whole time. So, yeah, clearly – they got talent. They were playing at home, so it's a little easier, but the stage didn't feel too big for them when they were facing adversity and getting sucked into what I call the Arkansas chaos vortex because Arkansas can do that to you. They're so Sometimes they're so bad, they're good. Yeah. And um, that's what it felt like was happening yesterday. So, yeah, Kentucky does worry me. But all the way back to what your original question was, I think if they can – if Tennessee could just make sure they take care of business in at least that first game they'd play in the SEC tournament yeah. to get to the Final Four, I'm not sure then, as long as they don't really soil themselves you know, and get run out by somebody, if they take a loss, I'm not too concerned about it, just by the way the selection committee has worked in the past. Yeah, yeah, no question. And, and again, we're talking uh, if, if it holds true where it is right now and Tennessee holds serve and uh, – being the number one seed out west, Los Angeles. Now Tennessee would start in Salt Lake. Uh, that's where the uh, that first uh, the first uh, uh, bracket. Now uh, part of that I don't know if people realize this, but part of that west too includes uh, two games in Memphis. Yeah, um, right. So um, and then you've got Omaha. Uh, and then you've got uh, hopefully uh, a destination that Tony Valls will get us back to this year uh, in uh, on the baseball diamond. And uh, but but again, if you're talking about getting out there, you know, you know, our boy Barnes uh, is going to want to get this team into that uh, win that Salt Lake region, get out to L.A., get out there, and you know maybe you know is. Uh, as one of our callers likes to say, you know, get out there and kind of hobnob, get out there and hobnob, you know, at the Polo Lounge or Spago, Beverly Hills. And, uh, you know, so uh, it, it's it's going to be interesting. And, you know, I again, how does your team react to going out there uh, and being out west? Um, you know, what might uh, – and, Bob, maybe this is a question for you, Aaron – Say that does come to fruition and Tennessee's a one, they start in Salt Lake. Listen, it's an elevation thing. You got to think about that. You know, deeper, uh, you've got to reserve your guys. You know, you'd love to say, hey, get out to an elite. Will Barnes, think about that with having a two game. Your mindset is to go out there, you're scouting the, you know, the opponent, uh, the eight nine game as well, and probably already have started scouting. Um, but you're, you have to think about that, you know, do you have a 16 point lead and do you still have, you know, your horses out there with six, seven minutes left, just grinding and grinding. I, that's some things to think about that. I want to see the management of the minutes, uh, really looked at. Yes. You, you know, you got to survive in order to get to that next, uh, task, but, um, that'll be interesting right there. And I, here's my question. 
let's say you go out there, you you win the two games in Salt Lake, then you're then you're talking about moving into L.A. After that, you have about a four day, I would assume. Let's say you win that on a you win the Salt Lake on a Saturday. Let's say um, there's no way to tell yet. It could be a Sunday game. Uh, preferably, you get a Saturday. You get an extra day of rest. You fly back. I'm assuming you would fly back to Knoxville and just kind of chill, or does he take that team to L.A. and let them get kind of acclimated there? Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, that, a good that, question. That's, that's a good, you know, that's something to be, you know, thinking about right there. Maybe that's a – I doubt that would be a good question for uh, Barnes because, you know, he's not going to want to look ahead, nor is he even going to want to – talk about it no. publicly but i'd say behind you know behind closed doors they they're they're talking about that hey what's what's going to be best for this you know what's interesting i will say this i had the uh opportunity i bumped into coach uh beginning of last week and we talked uh, it, it it's fun to just talk ball with him we mm-hmm. talked for about 20 25 minutes and one of the things he said now you got to rewind a little and this goes back to the game against uh Missouri and then what was the game last Saturday now I'm trying to remember who they played um do you remember last Saturday last was that Saturday. not A&M that was A&M you're yeah. right that was yeah. it and his point was the way and and Polinsky kind of reinforced it when he talked on our show too mm-hmm. and it was he they started treating they started looking at the schedule so this is going to answer your question i think brad i think they're thinking about all of it they they looked at um the missouri game they they started that saying think about this now guys as this is the postseason mm-hmm. and so missouri you know missouri's winless in conference they obviously have some talented players they're just playing a really really hard conference he's saying that's imagine that being like a 215 matchup in the tournament you know, because yeah. they're, they're probably more talented than one of those 15 or 16 seeds that get in. And they're going to make you work. And that's what they did, if you recall. Tennessee yeah. had a horrible first half, but then they took care of business from there. But part of it was Missouri was – they were disrupting a little. And yeah. then A&M would be kind of the next round. Like, you could imagine that being like a, anywhere from a 8 to 10 seed that you'd be playing that's physical and tough and – um, you know, and so, and if you think about that A and M game, you know, you weren't here last week, Cloney. You were out, but Brad and, or Aaron and I talked about it. It was like that was a street fight, to be sure. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. And and so his point is, and then you start looking at this week. Obviously, Auburn, mm-hmm. Alabama. Now next week, South Carolina. It is. It felt. It structures in terms of intensity, almost like an NCAA tournament run. Yeah. So to answer your question of do you think they're thinking about all that stuff where if they go west you know what what's their travel plan i guarantee you they're thinking about oh, all that sure I, I don't know where they'd lean on it but um but yeah they're they're i was i when he put it in that framework it was kind of simple but it's like god it makes sense man if that's yeah. how you're kind of communicating it to your team on yeah. that's how we're going to approach it yeah and the, the whole approach is we don't want to lose period not yeah. to any of these guys yeah um i think that's great i want Nothing more than to see. Obviously, we still have work to do, but get there. If we're in Salt Lake, you're, again, you're talking about a you know some elevation there. Not quite you know Denver level, but yeah. you know as far as the, the the thinner air and all that. But that listen, you hear NBA players and uh, pro football players. There's a reason why a guy like Ryan Clark. Uh, could never go travel with the Steelers and play. He the last three or four years of his career, two games he he set out and was not able to make that travel because of he had a, a breathing condition that affected it. And uh, so you just never really know. Uh, obviously, you know Tennessee staff knows they've got 
well-trained uh, doctors. They've got, you know, people looking out for the best, you know, for for the, the, the players, the kids. But that is something that will be interesting. What do I want to see? Yeah, in a perfect scenario, we jump out to about a 16, 18-point first-half lead, lead at half. In the second half, I'm not saying rest them. You just preserve minutes. And even if it means, hey, give Connect two, three-minute breaks and – Give ZZ breaks. Give your bigs uh, breaks, and uh, you know, and and use the use a lot of players. I know the bench isn't like extremely deep, but use guys like Awaka. Let him play. The guy played international all summer. I mean, he's in great shape. Let yep. let that guy go in there and bang and get minutes, and uh, we'll see. But anyways, we're uh, we are coming up on the halftime break here, and uh, the band is getting set up. We will uh, we will dive into. Uh, some second half content here, Bob. Your boys, uh, what what sort of seed do you do you see your alma mater, the Sycamores from Indiana State, and you know our boy there, uh, Kareem, uh, or what, what's the nickname? There's there's a bunch of names floating yeah. around now. There's, Man, he is he's deceptively like I mean, not his basketball acumen and IQ. Some of those no look passes. I mean, oh, he's got he's, he's got he's got like four nicknames I've heard. Yeah, now. there's there was it started with College Jokic. Um, and then there was God, uh, that's then, great. And then there's Cream Abdul Jabbar. Yeah, I've seen there's that one. Larry Nerd, and there's Dork Nowitzki. So I mean, they're they're Dork. firing them all now. But um, I so, mean, he had what? He had thirty five, seven, and five the other night in their game. And of course, they're playing at a mid major level. But I'll tell you what's funny is Matt Jones was the one that where I first saw Cream Abdul Jabbar. Yeah, uh, Matt Jones from KSR and. The Kentucky fans, it just makes me laugh. Um, they, some of the comments on X when he put that in there, yeah. people are like, oh, what could have been if we had just thought to get him? And it's like, come on, man. He was he was recruited at a mid-major level, period. It's, period. Not like, yeah. it's not like you guys lost out on him. It's like nobody recognized him. I mean, Indiana State was just fortunate he chose them. Yeah. Um, that's all. He, he wasn't like a Power 5 recruit. There was nobody looking right. at him at that level. I mean, here's the thing. He's He's – it's such a really, it's really a great story. Uh, whether you're a Indiana State or a mid-major fan, I, I always have respect for the mid-majors. I just, I love watching them play. Uh, most of the kids, to Bob's point, are, you look, they're, you could say they're disrespected in the recruiting circles or whatever, maybe, but they, they sort of play with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. But a guy like him, when you put him with, listen, he wouldn't be a bad fit. I understand what Jones is saying from KSR, but it, it, you put him – he is so good with the ball in his hands and so smart on the picks. And he'll. I watched him the other day, one where he came off a, like he faked like he was going to use the pick, and he went the other way and, and like stepped back like he was going to shoot a three, and a guy cut to the basket, and it was just a no-look bullet. He's – that guy has – he's got great basketball yeah. IQ. The last thing I'll say, I know we got to hit a break, is that they're projected like as an 11 seed, but right now it's almost like they're viewed as the automatic qualifier. There's a lot of chatter of if they happen to lose in the conference tournament, what happens? I still say they get in. They're they're 28th in um, the net ranking, 28th yeah. nationally. So that's pretty high. So I'd be surprised. I mean, I think they, they can't go and get upset right off the bat in the conference tournament. And that conference tournament starts in a couple of days. Theirs is one of the first ones. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. They, they, their championship game will be next Sunday. 
Okay. So, Who's their biggest threat? Uh, Drake. Drake. Yeah. Okay. Not, but not I to think, be confused with the performer. No, but I think that could yeah. be a two-bid conference for sure. Yeah. So, I wonder if Drake, uh, the entertainer, actually shows up uh, at a Drake uh, he probably doesn't have anything to do they're, with they're, them. They're, they're, in, they're in Des Moines, Iowa. Des- There's no oh, way yeah, he's that, going there. That's true. That's more like pit bull territory, yeah. right? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's get a let's wrap this first half up again. Big shout out, big thanks to Fleet Tire 111 East Woodland Avenue. Great for uh, tire car all your auto needs they're great folks there fleet tire making it possible here in the first hour appreciate them and we will be right back for second half action here in the neutral zone come back with more fan run ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par well if i'm being honest that was me just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach then sm athletics changed the game i want you to picture this i walk into their store a coach with a vision sm athletics didn't just see a coach they saw a team's potential and they delivered custom uniforms so striking our team's spirit soared from cutting edge apparel to top-notch equipment sm athletics transformed our presence no more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style sm athletics stands for quality design and on-time delivery every time coaches elevate your team with sm athletics call 865 966-3434 or visit smathletics.com Get the best for your team delivered right and on time So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today Hey guys, it's Logan Quentin from the 920 Podcast and Fan Run Varsity Spotlight. Yes, it's the Cookie Man, and I'm here to tell you about something sweet. Crumble Cookies is the fastest growing cookie company in the nation. After only four years, 500 plus stores are in operation in 50 states with many more in build out. Just a reminder to go see the Crumble Crew at Parkside Drive or Clinton Highway. And please, come check out the new location in Maribel, 1765 West Broadway, Suite C. When it's past high noon, it's time for a vodka soda made with a vodka you've actually heard of. I'm talking White Claw vodka soda made with White Claw premium vodka. JB Smooth only drinks vodka soda made with the world's smoothest vodka. And you can too. Pick you up a bottle of the triple wave filtered vodka that's been distilled five times. White Claw premium vodka comes in four flavors. Black cherry, mango, pineapple, and just vodka. You haven't had vodka like this. No one has. White Claw premium vodka. Please drink responsibly. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Then you need to head over to your hometown dealership, Parkside Kia, home of the lifetime warranty. Discover the latest Kia cars and SUVs where technology meets style. Our friendly staff is here to make your car buying experience a breeze. Don't wait. Visit Parkside Kia today and drive home in the Kia of your dreams. Check them out online at parksidekia.com and visit their showroom at 9929 Parkside Drive. Parkside Kia, where your journey begins. You're listening to FM 105.7 and AM 1340, WKGN Knoxville, and W289CU Knoxville, Fan Run Radio. 
We've arrived. Second half here. We got the green light. Drop the flag. We are racing here. <laughs> boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go. Where are they at today, Aaron? Should be Vegas, I think. Ve- I think you're right. Vegas. Uh, I'm thinking a little Ross Chastain plus 1,000 for the win today. What, do you, what are your thoughts? Wouldn't I mean, Logano's he's due, right? You got to think he's probably going to uh, be the favorite. I think it's actually going to be Kyle Busch is the favorite. Kyle Busch? That's his home, that's his home track, and yeah. he's in equipment that can actually win instead of being the bottom barrel at Joe Gibbs. I mean, he's – Richard Childress finally has some money again yeah. to yeah, help he Kyle Busch win. He doesn't really want his – grandson to win very much well right right here according to uh FanDuel Kyle Kyle Larson is the Vegas favorite uh Vegas odds plus 350 William Byron plus 700 Joey Logano plus 1000 Ryan Blaney plus 1000 Christopher Bell plus 1000 Tyler Reddick then comes in at plus 1200 and uh Kyle Kyle Busch plus 1800 I'd take that man yeah, I may do that. I'd, I'd think about it. Just sprinkle 10 bucks on it and see yeah. what you can do. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Um, I, memory serves, Kozlowski has played or has fared well there in the past. He anyway. has, but he's he's racing for Roush, who hasn't yeah. had a competing car in 10 years. So. Yeah. You know, we, we, we are – we are an hour into the show, and we have not gotten a Titans bill call about his, <laughs> you know, what his thoughts on the Tennessee huge Tennessee week of basketball. Um, I, I'm, I'm expecting that five four six eighty two hundred. If you would like to jump in, maybe you can beat Titans bill to the punch. Um, I know Titans bill's got to be thinking. Uh, hopefully, get his uh, his uh, his wish list for where he would like to see the Titans go uh, in that. Uh, first round, they got a top ten pick as of right now. Ran Carthon uh, with the adjusted, uh, the adjusted, or I should say, yeah, elevated uh, uh, salary cap that the NFL released uh, last week. Tennessee was sitting second now after the Patriots cut uh, one of. I uh, thought that was uh, ironic that uh, Gerard Mayo, now you know, formerly an assistant under Bill Belichick. He takes a cornerback that they drafted just two years ago. First round selection, the, the the Jackson kid, they released him, which now saves them a boatload of money. And so that tells you a little bit. You know, I've, I've said it for a long time, but Belichick can scheme up defensively, but he is not, a, not the war room, draft room czar that people want to, you know, think that he is. And he certainly cannot – uh, evaluate quarterbacks. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But Gerard Mayo quickly got rid of some of uh, Belichick's uh, dead weight, and now it stands uh, the uh, the Patriots are have the most cap room of any team in the NFL. Your thoughts hmm. too on your Raiders uh, with uh, multiple interviews with. Uh, the uh, the quarterback from Michigan, JJ. Yeah, I don't love it. Yeah, I think one the one thing I will say about a guy like that is he was in a system where it was run heavy, right? Great offensive line, you know, he had all that, but but you really didn't get to see him showcase the arm. I would be interested to see. Now he didn't have a great he didn't have a great you know combine as far as throwing the football, but they say he's very he processes stuff well. Um, I've we'll, heard we'll see. I've heard JJ McCarthy. I've heard Penix. Yeah, McCarthy's climbing, right? That's, that's he's still at fifty seventh on the draft board, right? Yeah, now. yeah. But there's there's been some chatter that I saw, like 
it was like Lewis Riddick and some yeah. others saying that they think he could be he could be like the he I, might he might go I, ahead of Drake May at this point. I mean, there's that'd be that'd be, a, that'd be interesting. It, it, I wouldn't it, do it, but it it could be you could look at it and say that's a reach. But again, they do extensive background that's on true. a lot of these guys. That's very true. Um, I don't want him. I'll just I'll 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 just come out off the top and say that I don't want him. Well, the Broncos, my Broncos are now. There's there's a lot of belief that they're going to go get Bo Nix, and I don't know how to feel about that. I know he's I know he's you know he progressed when he went from Auburn to, but I mean even Auburn but, that I final mean, year at Auburn he he turned the corner, started uh, to, but that's yeah, a totally it is different conference. It it's is played totally different. Oh, than it, the SEC. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, even when you look at and I was I was high on Bo Nix all season this year because yeah. I know how good he is. Yeah, but he's not SEC good, which is which he's not usually SEC tra- great. Yeah, yeah which yeah. usually translates to NFL great unless you're an Alabama quarterback. Yeah. And then you're going to have the people that are enamored with the the prospect angle. Does does a guy like and I I honestly I I feel like a guy like um, I could see Washington sitting there at two. You've got a you've got a brand new uh, you've got uh, the Clingsbury uh, coordinator who's salivating over. You know they're going quarterback. Do yeah. they go with a proto you know pro style big big arm sees the field in Drake May or do they go after a potential guy even though his his resume in Jaden Daniels is smaller. You know, an NFL team is going to really reach and go that see something there. And apparently, he blew it away with interviews. They said he, you know, he just he, he, again he didn't have to process a whole lot at LSU. It was react, run, you know, boom, go with it. Um, but I will tell you, man, <laughs> the guy coming out of that, you know, it made him look a lot better. Uh, Neighbors is a complete yeah. stud. I mean, that guy is is a stud. Which is why I'll ask Titans Bill if he does call us. <laughs> I'll ask him. Does he? Does he, do you Plug go that phone number? Clone. Do you go? Yeah, uh, 865 uh to enter the neutral zone right here on Fan Run Radio. Bob, you were no. That was the other thing I heard this week. Uh, you you just reminded me of it mentioning neighbors. I'm hearing a lot of chatter about neighbors. They're saying. You know, again, don't sleep on him. Like everybody's talking Marvin Harrison Jr., they were like, he's as good and, and could be like another Jamar Chase, not just the I think that's LSU. a great comparison. I don't know that he's the route runner and the hands. Man, Harrison is yeah, is he's, he's special. Yeah. And he never, and I mean, rarely did you see him in single coverage. There was typically, you know, it had to be – the right play call situation, and uh, they design something or scheme something up, Ryan Day. Uh, but, uh, yeah, something that created a safety that's normally over the top with a little help to come into the box. But I, I will say, yeah, Neighbors, is he's, he's physical too, and he can go – he loves to go in the slot. That's huge. You know, there's things I look for in that. Can a wide receiver – can he run multiple routes? Does he have solid hands? Uh, and I'll tell you the other one that, that a lot of people, because they threw it all over the lot, and, uh, you know, Penix got a lot of the accolades, much deserved. Um, but Odunzi is uh, – that that guy is a he's, freak. He's going to be, he, he's gonna really be an incredible – He listen, he was another one. If you look at the, you look at the film, he did he, – he required – 
a man over the top, extra coverage. And the NFL level, especially these rookies, man, they're going to get a lot of that. They're going to get a lot of single coverage until they prove it. So um, I think he's, yeah, I think he's the the guy there. I mean, if I'm, you know, if I'm the Titans, um, you have to be optimistic that a guy like Callahan has worked and developed offensive linemen as well. In the past, I mean, he literally was the passing game coordinator. Now, it didn't hurt that he had one of the top five young quarterbacks in the league in Joe Burrow, but he also had a plethora of weapons there. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. Now uh, a guy like, uh, you know, say Joe Mixon is is now testing free agency and leaving potentially leaving the Bengals. And, uh, you know, the Titans certainly look ready to just hand the rock over to Spears and give him a full time. I still think you're going to need a kind of a short yardage bell cow guy to take a little bit of that uh, wear and tear off of a guy like him. But uh, he's clearly I mean, if you saw his last year in in college, you you knew if he if he gets past the injury, avoids that he is a. he is a, a at least when you say a franchise uh, type running back, he's you know at his size he may not be an eight to ten year. There ain't very many of them in the league, anyways. Um, so uh, you know, but if you get four to six seasons quality out of him, uh, but then you have to wonder, you know, pass pro, you know, can you pass protect for your young quarterback? Uh, but I, I I'd say this, I would be encouraged as Titans fans, you've got a you've got a a GM who was responsible for two consecutive drafts in San Francisco drafting the the back those second day drafts the back half that found a Jawan Jennings uh, for San Francisco after the fourth fifth round um, he's he's the type of guy and I know Titans fans especially you know Tennessee Vols slash Titans fans there's a lot of them out there um, as though Aaron's rolling his eyes on it. It ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't me. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you know, you, you've got a good young quarterback and, uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see where the Titans go. Uh, desperately, they need offensive line improvement. Callahan can fix some of that on his own. And also, let's not forget the Dallas Cowboys just released yesterday. It's a cap situation. They just released an anchor, a guy who's been all pro for four of the last six, seven years, uh, uh, you know, left tackle. So one of those bookend type guys, uh, you know, he's going to demand big money in uh, in the free agent market. So there's potential there for the for the Titans as well. But anyways, a lot of NFL stuff. We will we will definitely be diving more into that uh, combine going on, and um, uh, there's a lot of uh, pretty much people league wide industry. Uh, in the industry, have already said it's it's pretty well known that the the trade has already been made. It just hasn't made official. But uh, Justin Fields to Atlanta. Yep. Uh, I know you had Tom Pel- Pelissari yesterday. Respectable names that are already floating it out there that they've heard that from numerous uh, teams. So with that, uh, thoughts on that though? Looking at a, I mean, a guy like Justin Fields who's still not totally developed. Now he didn't have a great offensive line. I think top to bottom coaching, offensive staff goes to you know Raheem Morris and his staff. In in by all indications, he's putting a pretty solid offensive staff together. But he comes back closer to home, you know, where he started his college ball. Uh, this is you know, that's got to be a uh, that's got to be a little bit of a 
uh, I don't say a rebirth, but a little resurgence I, for I his career. I think it's an excellent fit. I, I do too. Honestly. I do too. I'm and glad that my boys stayed away from him. No offense to him, but yeah, yeah, the Bears yeah. the Bears wanted Max Crosby is the thing. Oh yeah, you can't. Which wasn't yeah. going to happen. No, you're not going to do all. that. Yeah, um, and and you but, saw it with with your boy there being uh, assured that you know and, right and. They committed to him. Uh, look, he's, I, look, he's the best I, player I, on I, our team. There's no yeah, – don't I, even no, think about it. No, he's, he's – We can he's, go get any quarterback. Well, listen, when you have a defensive lineman, and this is what I say, and I'm, and I'm looking at guys like Dallas Turner right now. He's, a, he's strictly a one-dimensional get-after-the-quarterback kind of guy. He's kind of a Javon Kirsch-like yeah. freak. To me, the guy at Texas, he's a he's a four down. He demands double teams in the middle of the line. I'll take those guys all day long. Right. Your boy gets doubled all all the time. Gets held it, every single and play. he gets held every. You're exactly Especially right. Especially when play and, and if Kansas. and if the play goes to the other side, guess who's usually coming into your screen at yep. the end of the. Uh, he is he is one of the most underrated. Not enough people talk about him. Um, on that level, and uh, Crosby is uh, he's he's phenomenal. And you can build uh, – you get some better interior defensive line, your linebackers, you shore up some things. you got to, you know, figure it out at quarterback, obviously, if you're a Raiders fan. But, a Raiders fan, but uh, all the way around, we're talking it all here in the neutral zone. We'd love to get your thoughts on uh, Tennessee basketball. We'd love to get your thoughts on, uh, you know, where do you see do – you, does, does Tennessee need to win both games uh, or do something in the SEC tournament? to uh, solidify that one. I think that, again, I think most major bracketologists, and we'll find out, uh, obviously, to more, more tomorrow, uh, but it sounds like um, uh, Bob Baskerville here sitting to my right was telling, uh, telling you earlier that uh, not only is uh, Lenardi, uh, his hasn't been totally updated yet, but um, uh, our boy there. Uh, uh, Jerry Palm. Jerry Palm. It, I don't know why his name escapes me. Uh Jerry Palm has already uh, has already elevated Tennessee to that uh, number one, that fourth number one uh, out west. So looks like a uh, potential trip to Salt Lake City. Let's go to the phones and welcome in our caller. Welcome into Neutral Zone. Hey, good Sunday morning. What's up, man? How you doing? First place Sunday morning driver's seat. There you go. There you go. You beat Titans, Bill. Uh, into the into the uh, fold this morning. Uh, you know, I, we were we're much anticipating his uh, recap uh, of UT basketball a, this uh, week. There's a Perry Mason uh, marathon going this week, man. <laughs> Perry Mason marathons. Uh, what 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 time do you think it is? <laughs> <laughs> man, we're we're, uh, we're just want, we're just hoping we get some uh, some UT basketball recap. You know, his hey, break I won't. I want Oilers Billy White Shoes to call in and uh, and and go through the lineage of players he knows in college basketball. I guarantee he knows more Duke Blue Devil basketball players than he does the Tennessee Volunteers, a place where he was employed for I don't know what. I've always years. <laughs> I, I've, I've heard he's. I've heard he's a huge Jim Spinarkle fan. T.R. <laughs> well, I for hey, I appreciate Duke pre-K, Coach K, because uh, they gave us a home-and-home home in 76 and 77 during the Ernie and Bernie years. They come to our place and won in Stokely, but we returned the favor, 
the favor and Cameron indoor. That's right. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, is that uh, you speaking of Jerry Palm? Who is this other guy? Ken Palm. Is that do they spell their names the same? No, or what? No, no. Ken Ken Palm is Ken Pomeroy. He just goes by uh, Ken yeah. Palm. Oh, okay. P O M. Like yeah, it's short for Pomeroy. Brother out there. My bad. Yeah. No, no, all good. Yeah, he just goes. Yeah, it's it's a P O M E R O Y Pomeroy. Yeah. Right, 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 right. 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 <laughs> hey man, speaking of the NFL, I mean something off the field. Like I heard this on the news, y'all probably heard it too. That uh, Jerry Jones has been the order yeah. to go take a DNA test. Like he he got this. Uh, it's a out of wedlock girl pregnant man. Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that. I don't know. I don't know how this. If this is his kid, I don't know how old he would be. I mean, he's definitely got the the you know, plenty of funds to support a out of wedlock, uh, illegitimate <laughs> kid. But I don't know. Yeah, he's even got a uh, he's got his own right there in the Jerry World Palace. They've got a uh, Victoria's Secret shop there for the women that like to go, you know, shopping while their husbands watch the the Cowboys. So you know his you know he he could give her our you know some some. Maybe some gift certificates or gift cards to go there. And <laughs> well, that uh, that scenario y'all was throwing out playing in Salt Lake, man. I I was I was wondering is would you, would we uh, the NCAA would they permit us to just stay out west there? I mean, that's a good I point. I, it's like something come up uh, a few, several years ago, and I don't I remember if it was football or what, but. I think it was like uh, football. We was wanting to go out a little a day earlier somewhere. Yeah, out and uh, we got uh, you know told we couldn't do that. That was against uh, protocol or something. Yeah, you know, T. That's a it's a great point. It's something that I think we will definitely. I mean, obviously, our clear focus is Wednesday night in Columbia, and then take care of Kentucky. That's what I want. I want to finish this out four and zero. Gauntlet stretch, win this thing, solidify that number one. Whatever happens down in Nashville, okay, no big deal. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'd like to go down there and represent, not bail out the first game. Um, that's not going to happen, obviously, with with Barnes and and this team. But you know, I look at it because look at the way those brackets roll out. The big thing, and we'll be talking about this, you know, what two weeks in about seven hours. We'll be talking about that seven hours from uh, you know from doing this show in two weeks on Selection Sunday. My thing will be, and when they when they show that pairing, let's just say, you know, it comes to fruition, and you're talking Salt Lake City one seed for the Big Orange. Do they play Thursday? Because that's what I want. I want a Thursday, Saturday. Not looking ahead past the first opponent, obviously, but for Thursday, Saturday, and because you would almost have to. You would have to be guarantee, you would think, and Bob Bob pointed this out that Barnes and the staff has to be thinking about this. You know they already are, but if you draw the Friday Sunday and you take uh, you know you cut down the nets there to advance out of Salt Lake on a Sunday afternoon, man, you're talking about you may get you may get seated in L.A. for the upcoming Thursday. So all of a sudden you're talking about 
traveling all back. You're talking, you know, Monday morning. You're wanting to wake up in Salt Lake and have, uh, you know, have a little, um, have a little breakfast, a uh, little eggs Benedict, and uh, and and fresh fruit, and get on, uh, you know, pancakes. Get on the. Uh, get on the plane and fly out to uh, L.A. from there. Well, and that's the, the same question I would have that applies there, and we're getting ahead of ourselves, but say they won the West region and go to the Final Four in Phoenix. Oh, my gosh. We may not see – hey, this yeah. team – look, we may not be waiting. Listen, I have a good friend who he you know, he, he, he has a, a limo service business, and he's he's been out there. He's actually picked up uh, Barnes and the staff a couple of times. When uh, when they went to the the holiday tournament and traveled, and uh, he was joking with me last night and said, "Hey man, you gonna you gonna head out to the airport tonight? They'll be they'll be out there." And I said, "No, are you picking them up?" He goes, "No, not tonight." But um, I, you know, it's funny though. You you hear that? We may not get an opportunity. I mean, how great would that though? The, to, to head out to McGee Tyson if they did get to come back home before making the trip from uh, let's say the regional finals to the final four in Arizona to go from LA to there. I, I agree. You've got that whole week. Uh, but I wouldn't put it past them to just stay out West. Yeah, I don't you, know. you stay in that time zone. I don't know T it's, it's, it's fascinating to think that. Yeah, we're uh, like you say, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but right. the regional, the regional finals in Los Angeles, where, where's it going to be played at the, the uh, forum, or, no, the, uh, or the uh, new uh, crypto.com. Uh, so, so Staples. Yeah, well, it used to be Staples. It's okay. so, it's uh, it's yeah. uh, crypto.com. Crypto, yeah, where the Lakers play and well, the yeah. Clippers okay. too. Yeah. All right. Nah, nice. Clippers not not the SoFi. I don't think so. That I don't <laughs> think they would play in that big of a, hey, uh, hey, T, a venue. Could you see though uh could you not see though, like, you know, just before the game cuz Barnes is such a conversationalist. He's he is a he's a great uh, conversation, and uh, but could you see him out there? Uh, you know, say the uh, the regional finals there in in uh, Los Angeles, and uh, and Jack, me and Courtside, and some of the celebrities. You think they would show up, and uh, Deacon Cash be out there talking talking it up with the likes of uh, of uh, Nicholas. I don't, know, I don't know about that dude if he likes college basketball or not. He might he might be in the Oilers Billy White shoes category when it comes to college hoops. <laughs> man, I don't know, but he's <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's like the Alabama last night. You you think that was like uh, premeditated to show the new coach and Saban? You know that was all pre kit pre-determined uh, they was going to get that shot of them, too. Yep. I mean, it was like, yeah, let's, let's get some face time with that. And I agree with Aaron, that horse collar on Ganey, I mean, that could be dangerous. I mean, that could hurt him, you know. And mm-hmm. We don't want to go down that road this year, you know, after losing Ziggler la- uh, last year. But uh, knock on wood as I knock on my noggin, but uh, – yeah, man, it's uh, we've uh, we've seen the roller coaster going on the road and getting beat, but we have not, We've got a win streak since coming out of College Station two or three weeks ago, right? Yeah, well, we our, our win streak is at what five or six? Oh I man, it. I, it's five or is that? Wait, what are you talking you know, about again? I'm Tennessee's sorry. win streak right now coming out. Is it five games or six? Um, I think it's five. No, it's six. Yeah. It is six. It is six. Uh-huh. Hmm. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure we had, we took care of Missouri, Arkansas, Vandy, and and BP and Bama, but I could have been missing one. But uh, we owe we owe the Gamecocks one, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to turn the tables on that and even that out. We got we got our win at Kentucky, and we got our big win at Bama. Uh, so uh, it's time to just really put the nail in the coffin on this regular season championship. I mean, I, I, I go back to the – we won one in 67. We we were co-champions in 72. And, uh, again, uh, in 77, we were uh, – uh, we on the count, we beat Kentucky head-to-head twice. We got the – we tied with them, but we, we won the tiebreaker. But, anyway, man, it, it's – we haven't had that many regular season championships, and it's just you know it's just it's better, a lot better than the tournament championship, the conference tournament championship. But uh, I appreciate it, man. And uh, maybe Jeker will call in here and, and get on Baskerville, man, because that's what you're. What's wrong with Tennessee basketball? No, <laughs> 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 right. oh, man, I, I can't believe that, man. I know, I mean, I know, man. I that's fine. Whatever he can call. They did. Right. They did. I win. mean, I get. I get. Probably sideways with people I shouldn't do, but yeah, Jeeker, he's right, man. I mean, if we can nitpick last night, Gainey was like, you know, he's a, he's, just, I don't know, he just back, fell right back into a funk, but he still, he got to the free throw line. Hey, I mean, and he ate minutes, man. He ate minutes while we had the big sitting. I mean, it's not a match for match substitution, but we needed players on the floor and. I agree. He was like one of six from three point range or something crazy, but he uh, he ate some time up, which they needed. And he was I, active. I, he was active I, on defense too. Yeah, I, I just I appreciate the way your boy Deacon Cash. He lets uh, Connect kind of come down and just freelance, kind of yep. like I mean to try and create. I mean he's just got that. He's got the ability. He, he's. Go from outside to inside, but congratulations to the whole team, man. It was in uh, Holly Jolly, I think. Uh, what's her name down there? Don Staley. She wants to get beat. She wants to get that under. She wants to, her team to get a taste of the feet in their mouth before postseason. So go, Lady Bob! Go, Big Horn! There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as Tr signs off, it, it, it yeah. is six and it's they've won six in a row. It was Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Missouri, A and M, right. Auburn, and Alabama. I think he forgot the Arkansas game, but um, they're 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 no, definitely. He am- said it. He just lost count. Oh, did he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he okay. did. Yeah. Um, no, it was great, uh, and it was great seeing. Uh, I was texting with a buddy there last night. He was talking about. Oh yeah, we get a break here. Uh, Jemai Makeshack. Uh, channeling his uh, his inner brother there, who played uh, defensive back at Arizona, with that steal. Aaron talked about it. The little 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 things that don't even always show up. Yeah, it'll be a steal in the in the book, but even a, a tip out to Bob's point when you when you tip it out and keep a possession alive. Those are huge, man. Especially when you give you know uh, you give a, a connect a, a, another look at a basket or you know another 
25 seconds off the clock and set up a play or something and dial something up. But we got to get a break. We will take uh, probably our final break here, neutral zone. We will come back and uh, we'll take your calls if you'd like. 546-8200. Come on back, more neutral zone right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then, SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting-edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our presence. No more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style. SM Athletics stands for quality, design, and on-time delivery every time. Coaches, elevate your team with SM Athletics. Call 865. 966-3434 or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team. Delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today. Rev up your savings at Volunteer Auto Group. Your one-stop destination for quality vehicles at unbeatable prices. Cruise through their vast selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. They've got the flexible financing options that make it easy for you to drive home today. Volunteer Auto Group, where every deal's a winner. 1501 Callahan Drive. Check them out online at volauto.com and tell them Fan Run sent you. A brand built in Tennessee and born from the love of the game. Inward Half revolutionizes golfing comfort. Crafted by a former pro and dedicated enthusiast just like you, our luxury performance wear guarantees you stay cool and comfortable through every swing and every day. We're not just a brand. We've set out to create a lifestyle for those who understand that impeccable style and premium performance are a hole-in-one. Enjoy the walk-in with Inward Half. Making a better vodka soda ain't rocket science. You just gotta start with a better vodka. And then voila, you get a white cloud vodka soda. You will taste better, I'm about to get a PhD in deliciousness. JB Smooth only drinks vodka soda made with the world's smoothest vodka. Try the all new white claw vodka soda. Pick up a variety pack of their four delicious flavors. Only 100 calories, 4.5% alcohol, and two grams of sugar. White claw vodka soda. Please drink responsibly. The superbly versatile all-electric EQB from Mercedes-Benz, a compact SUV that's full of big surprises. An optional fold-out third row offers luxurious comfort for up to seven occupants. And almost 24 cubic feet of cargo space means this compact SUV is big enough to handle anything you can throw at it or in it. You can set the tone any way you like with 64 color customizable ambient lighting throughout. And just like every other Mercedes-Benz EV, the EQB features the very latest generation MBUX voice activated tech. So whether you want to set a new destination, change the tunes or tune up the heat, all you have to say is, hey Mercedes, this vehicle's all electric, the feeling's all Mercedes. Test drive the EQB today at your local dealer or learn more at MBUSA.com slash EQB. That's MBUSA.com slash EQB. Are you ready to play hard and work harder? Are you looking to take the next step in your career with a company who celebrates hard work and appreciates those who do it? Then it's time to join the movement at Axel Logistics. 
Axel is looking to expand their award-winning sales team with logistics consultants who are outgoing, ambitious, and thrive in a fast-paced environment. If that sounds like you, visit axelogistics.com to learn more. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on Fan Run Radio. Axel Logistics, now is your time. Hey guys, it's Logan Quentin from the 920 Podcast and Fan Run Varsity Spotlight. Yes, it's the Cookie Man, and I'm here to tell you about something sweet. Crumble Cookies is the fastest growing cookie company in the nation. After only four years, 500 plus stores are in operation in 50 states with many more in build out. Just a reminder to go see the Crumble crew at Parkside Drive or Clinton Highway. And please, Come check out the new location in Maribel, 1765 West Broadway, Suite C. Life insurance. Why are you putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think you don't need it? There's lots of excuses for putting off life insurance. But if you weren't there, who would pay the mortgage and other bills? With Ethos, you could be covered in 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at getethos.com. That's getethos.com. Final segment here, Neutral Zone, right here on Fan Rod Radio. We've been talking men's bracketology. Hell, we even caller brought up a uh, little women's bracketology there a little <laughs> bit. Uh, we don't usually dive into that, but uh, it's all good. It's all good I up want, in here. I wanted to bounce a scenario off of you because I was doing, love scenario. I was doing a little bit of note taking while uh, we were talking about NASCAR and other stuff. Mm-hmm. No offense, I'm just not a big NASCAR fan. But, uh, <laughs> um, and it was again, it's Bristol, baby. I was talking about, or I was looking at um, again because his is the most up to date at this point. What Jerry Palm put out with the brackets, mm-hmm. and I did some crunching of numbers, and I'm I'm just curious, something to think about. Uh, so I I took the top ten seeds in each region. Mm-hmm. And and and, cal- and just added all their quad one wins and losses together, and we we've got a caller coming. When we get back from that, I want to talk about it because I want to get your take on whether it's good news or bad news based on what the interpretation of those numbers are. Because um, I think there's a way to look at it. if Tennessee was in the Western region and it was these types of teams that were in the top ten seeds, mm-hmm. it might be. It might be about the best scenario they could have, even though some of the names we talked about give us a little bit of heartburn. I just think it's something we'll think about. But again, we can come back to that after the caller. Yeah, let's uh, let's welcome in the call here, and then we'll uh, we'll pivot back to that. Uh, welcome into the neutral zone. How we doing? I'm doing okay, Clone. How are you, man? I'm doing great. Say hello to uh, your good friend Aaron over here and your good friend Bob Baskerville. Hey, Billy. How you doing, Aaron, Ann, and Bob? How are you, buddy? It's going good, on, man. Hey, I got to say, Friday, that was, uh, that was a fun little segment talking about the movies and stuff. You got to keep bringing those, Bill, seriously. <laughs> well, if, 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 I, if I see one, um, I'll, be, I'll be happy to... Well, there, there's one here on HBO uh, Max. It's called Tokyo Vice. Oh, yeah. I've seen it's, that. It's... It's more of a series. 
tell you what I I saw the previews of it, and I'm I'm giving it a thumbs up. I think it's pretty good. Tokyo Vice. I like. I haven't watched. I I'm like not, watching them organized crime type moves. Yeah, I'm not all the way through that, but I watched some of the first season. I thought it's pretty good. Okay. Uh, yeah. So. You know, and and clone. Let's talk. Let's talk about the combine. You know, I saw Milton yesterday. He he didn't look too bad. He looked decent, but not great. Well, he threw a beautiful spiral. He did that one wide receiver. He did, and I look. I want to see the guy. You know, make it thrive. But the people that are just sitting there and we're just enamored by the arm strength and all that. It's it's so. It's so little in the grand scheme of things when you when you think about it. Uh, just the, the the little things that he that he struggled to do, and that's pick up blitzes, uh, reads, and progressions, as they say. You hear that constantly, but it's so true. It's like okay, well, if, uh, you know, Plan A doesn't work. I've got to be able to. That's the thing. You have to recognize what the defense is doing, what they're adjusting to, what windows have, have closed, and you have to progress to the second read, the third read on that level, and you have to process it at a much greater level and pace rather on that level than you've ever had to do on any college level. I don't care if you play in the SEC, wherever. Um, and he struggles with that. So I'll allow people, you look, it, it's great. And, you know, Vol Twitter was, was posting a lot of that yesterday. And, I mean, look, there's there's nobody but him taking a snap and throwing it down the sideline. And, it yeah, it looks great. But, you know, Zach Wilson made a lot of money with one of his crazy throws at his pro day or at the combine. And we see where that got him. Um so we'll see. Uh, to me, I, yeah, I mean, it's like okay, yeah. I mean, you know, I I love seeing the and it's great publicity when you throw an orange a hundred yards, but um, you know, again, is he going to be able to do the little things? And and he certainly didn't show it in Mobile, Alabama, for the Senior Bowl. Uh, in fact, he he probably hurt a lot of his draft stock there. Uh, so we'll see. But Titans, Bill, before we dive into, because uh, I don't want to, I don't want you to, and I know, I want to, I want to get your take as a as a genuine Titans fan, where you want to see them go with that first pick. Do you want to see them trade down all that? But before we do, before we unpack your NFL war room mindset, which I always have great respect for, uh, just like we do with your choice of movies and women, um, but. What about this run, this Tennessee run? Who in your mind? Give me, give me three or four players last night by the Vols that you that you would just say off the top of your head. Give me three or four, five, whatever you can give me uh, that stepped up and made plays for this Tennessee Vols basketball team in such a a uh, a, a tough well, environment. Well, I'll be totally honest with you, buddy. I didn't watch game. You didn't watch it last I didn't. night. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I, I just thought, uh, I just thought that maybe you would have, um, you would have called it because that was that was a huge game. Uh, you're just not into them this year. Or? I, you know, I, I, lo- I lost my, I lost my, uh, I lost my luster for college basketball. is isn't what it used to be. You know, the yeah. men's game. Yeah. It's, what about the women? Do you watch see, the women? No, I don't watch the women. 
What about NBA? Do you watch any NBA or WNBA? I, I lost interest in the NBA a long, long time ago. Okay. Well, I just I thought maybe you know you were breaking it down scientifically the other day with Bino, uh, a little bit of basketball. But um, no, nah, I was just curious, like maybe which players that you kind of have a rooting interest. I mean, obviously, Connects got a special place in a lot of Vols fans' uh, hearts. Um, but ZZ and you know what he's had to go through. All right, so let's move to your comfort level. Let's move into your comfort level real quick. Tell me where you want to see the Titans go. Uh, Do you want to see them hold that, keep that pick, and where would you like to see them go with that, or would you like to see them trade down and get a little more draft collateral? I'll tell you what, trade down. Okay. That's what I want to see, just just trade down. All right, so trade down, maybe gain an extra third-round pick or a second-round pick. Rand Carthon's got a little bit of, you know, he's got a little bit of grease in the skillet to cook with now. So what would you, what would you, what what sort of bacon or maybe it would be a a juicy filet, you know, cooked in the skillet and then thrown in the, uh, you know, thrown it, just sear it in the skillet, then throw it in the oven. I'm talking that kind of cooking Titans bill, a little steak tartare, um, throw on the Matlock series. And, uh, I mean, so who who do you have your eyes on in your war room? Who's, who's a player that you'd love to see the Titans trade down for and then maybe use an extra third-round pick uh, via that trade? Uh, to go get. Who are some guys on your radar for the I, Titans? I, I, want to go, I want to go after the receiver out of LSU. Well, you're not going to be able to get him if you trade down. He's going to go – he's he's arguably going to go in the top ten. Get, get him an A1 quality offensive lineman like that guy out of Notre Dame. Yeah, but you got to get one of, of them. Penn State. Yeah, Alt, Joe Alt from Penn State, who was an ex-tight end. That's a guy who's got great feet. He's got all the measurables. He's extremely athletic. Um, I, I would say, you know, he's maybe one of those slam dunk. Marvin Harrison Jr., I think, is another one, obviously. I mean, there's a lot of players in this draft that are – that seem to be can't miss prospects. And Joe Alt's one of those guys. You never know, you know, a guy that big – does his body hold up? But he's got the athleticism uh, to be a special player for many years in this league. Um, but uh, yeah, you're not going to get either of those guys if you do trade down. That's why I like. That's why you bring it to the table and you break it down scientifically, Titans Bill, uh, every time. So I, I think if you listen, if you can pull that off, uh, they need to replace Rand Carthon with Titans Bill, or as Tr likes to call you, uh, what do you call him? Oler? Oilers, Billy White shoes. Billy White shoes, yeah. So, <laughs> Tr was just asking if you know if if you you uh, you know some of your players, some of your you know if you would uh, at least give some uh, give some credit for this Vols basketball team. Um, so what you you know how, however you want to respond to that, but uh, maybe you'll well, come I'll, out for I'll a watch you, party. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you um, clone. I can't see us losing the, our basket, men's basketball team losing another game. Well, wow. right now, we're, right now we are riding on the freight train of what momentum, 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 momentum. Tell me momentum. some players that you think will keep us on that. Who who are some players that are key 
in keeping us on this wave that you're talking about? Because we love hearing it. But who are some players that you would uh, that you would say, Titans, Bill? That uh, uh, you know, obviously Dalton Connect. I'll I'll, I'll tee, tee one up there for you. Uh, who are some players there that, that aren't going to let, like maybe some of the senior leadership guys that you're looking to to keep it going? I, I'm not familiar with their roster, to be honest with you, buddy. Well, it's all good, man. All right. Well, listen, TB, we appreciate you, man. You always bring a plethora of knowledge, and uh, we will be talking more NFL draft here coming up. But I want you to do some homework. I know you will. Just like you update your list of women over sixty, I want you that, to update that blissful ignorance, man. It's, yeah, it's... I, I want <laughs> I want you to work on your draft list, like realistically, who are guys that, and you bring it to the table next week because the following week, uh, when you call in two weeks, we expect total total domination, total talk of uh, selection Sunday and where the balls are going to go. We look forward to you doing a little homework and bringing it to the table then. He gone. All right. Well, he already he, he left. I guess that was too much basketball talk for my boy Titansville. But uh, anyways, TB, man, he might have lost signal there. He was getting a little choppy at the end. Uh, but anyways, uh, you know, I you know he's just not a big basketball guy. I guess um, not. But he was quick to he was quick to say eight six five five four six eighty two hundred. If you'd like to jump in, uh, Bob, uh, any thoughts on that? masterpiece of a call <laughs> and listen if he can pull oh, it off Lord. listen if if titans bill can pull that off he, he is like i mean we're talking like draft day level kevin costner level stuff if he can you know i mean if he can trade down and still manage to get a malik neighbors if he trades I'd love down, to see that, man. yeah, That'd I mean, be... if, if he can trade down to the bottom of the first round and and gain a third round pick, I think the way Titans Bill was referring, we could maybe steal steal uh, Malik Neighbors with like the twenty eighth pick in the first like round, and then get Joe Alt in the second round. <laughs> it seems like they'd still finish seven and ten next year. <laughs> Joe Alt, Joe Alt in the second round. I yeah, didn't catch I, that. I, I, I um, <laughs> well, I don't. Uh, wow, that's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Hey, you, uh, you 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 can always hope, right? That's uh, that'd be that'd be a hell of a turn of events if that happened. It would. I tell you, a hell of a turn of events. That that AFC that AFC South, uh, man. I mean, we already knew there was a special talent in Houston with C.J. Stroud, but if you're adding Saquon Barkley, that's the buzz right now. Is that they they could be adding him? Yeah. Wow, <laughs> um, because you you gotta love what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball. But that that automatically that was a that was a trending upward offense, anyways. But that 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 would elevate them potentially into being a top three offense in the league. Um, um, you you bringing Tank Dell back to uh, to that ex- another explosive piece to that offense. Wow, buy yeah. stock now if that happens. Um, and, and and Singley was you know uh, Devin uh, the the running back there he had a nice year yeah Devin um, Singletary yeah Singletary yeah um, okay I want to come back to uh, this thing I was talking about before we got that sublime call um, the uh, um, again we're talking about the seeds two through ten as Jerry Palm brackets them mm-hmm. and their one loss records in quad one games. Okay. Um, 
So what I would say on this is if you look at the the West where Tennessee where Tennessee is the the actual one seed the teams below them seeds 2 through 10, okay? That's Arizona, that's Iowa State, that's Illinois, Utah State, no, I'm sorry, Kentucky, not Utah State. Uh, Texas Tech, Nevada, FAU, Texas, and Virginia. Their quad one one loss record combined is 41 wins and 45 losses. Okay, and Virginia's got to be bringing a lot of that down. Yeah, they do. Um, they're also um, Texas Tech. Texas yeah. Tech's four and eight in quad one games. Okay. So my question is because if you go across by region, I won't bog you down with all the details, but in the East region, the one loss record of seeds two through ten is 40 wins, 58 losses. In the South, it's 38 wins, 53 losses. And in the Midwest, it's 44 wins, 47 losses. And so, what was the West again? The West was 41 wins, 45 losses. So my question is, is it better to be in a region where these guys, these teams are losing quad one games, they've lost more in the teams in the East and the South, or in the West where is it more important to have won more quad one games? Does that make sense? There's part of me that thinks yeah. that it's actually better. It's like Tennessee is playing teams that have won. Actually, I think you would. I guess you'd probably rather play in the regions east and the south where these teams have lost more quad one wins yeah. or quad one games. Sure, right, or not wins. Um, I don't know. It's a tough one. I mean, it's probably getting into numbers that may not matter. It's something I think I might ask Palm tomorrow when we yeah. talk to him uh, if that factors in because he's always been a big proponent of. It's not about when you're getting your seeding. It's not about <clears throat> who you've beaten. It's about all of what the other teams have done in their performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess you could argue in the East and the South where these teams that are seeds 2 through 10 have 58 and 53 losses and aren't even close in terms of quad one wins to right. match that. Right. That's probably the region you may want to play in. It makes sense in the East because UConn's probably the number one overall seed or maybe Houston is. And they would get the most beneficial draw. So I guess that makes sense, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I agree. Especially if if the South region holds up to what it's projected to be right now. I I think you're right. It's And you look at that, and, you know, whereas Tennessee before yesterday was the two seed zoned in on the South, uh, you know, to be the potential matchup with Houston for the, you know, the right to the Final Four, uh, now that would be Arizona, and uh, but I mean you kind of look at some of those. Creighton would be the three, possibly Illinois. Again, that's a scary team of the five. So let's get our uh, let's get our I guess our last call in here, uh, potentially last call, uh, neutral zone. Welcome in. Waka waka, Bob. What's up? Hey man, what's going on? I, I thought I'd talk a little uh, South Florida angle. Yeah, sorry, no, no, uh, South Florida angle on here. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, and that didn't come from me. Uh, sorry, but um, you slipped through the cracks last week when I wasn't here, buddy. Uh, anyways, uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll pivot to. Uh, and by the way, you're 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 welcome to call back uh, when you uh, when you do a, a, a formal apology. Uh, to what you said on the air here 
several months ago. Anyways, uh, but let's uh, – so with that being said, Arizona being that two in, uh, in the south could potentially be – that could be a threat to a Houston. Uh, Arizona is a team, though. Man, they're – arguably that top five is, is that damn good. They're, they just don't have a deep team. I wonder if a team like uh, Houston defensive pressure and their physicality would would bother them. That's definitely going to be a region that, look, if, if you want to pick a <clears throat> maybe a, a – not necessarily a Cinderella, but a, a, a seeded team, you know, you know, say not one, two, or three. Um, I mean, even Creighton's a solid team, but I don't, I don't know that I – I'm just not – like as a two or a three, a team that I would be more inclined to pick um, is a, a team like uh, – might – I doubt they're going to fall off that far. They didn't have their star point guard yesterday. Uh, Marquette did. Um, who's their glue to uh, to that team? Um, Tyler Colick. Yeah. Uh, him being out. And I noticed the Vegas line when that thing it, – it dropped like a rock. It went yeah. – well, I mean, it went from – uh, about a four and a half to seven and a half seven line spread when when that news came, rightly so. But uh, that's a team, Bob. That is uh, right now they could potentially be the two seed in that in that uh, you know in that Midwest Detroit with your boys uh, from Purdue. So um, I mean, when you look at teams down through there, there's a South Carolina in there. There's a Kansas who is so Jekyll and Hyde. Um, yeah, so. I was going to say in this latest one that we're just referring to it because it's the freshest one that came out this morning. And uh, Jerry Palm has Baylor moving up to a two seed in the Midwest. Uh, Marquette's still a two seed, but in the South against Houston. North Carolina, a two seed in the East against UConn. Kansas, to your point, they're nine and seven in conference now. They've lost three of their last six. Mm-hmm. Um, they're out of the two seed conversation. I would say that before I even saw this. I think they're going to have to go and do some damage in the conference tournament to get back into the two seed conversation. They're a three seed in the East. So if you think of these are the top four seeds in the East, you have UConn at one, North Carolina at two, Kansas at three, and Auburn at four. Um, so I mean that is absolutely. That's absolutely crazy. I mean, yeah, uh, that's a tough top four if Kansas can get things straightened out. Um, in the Midwest, Purdue's the one seed. Baylor, the two, which was a little bit of a surprise to me. Uh, Creighton, a three seed, which I think is fair. And uh, Duke as a four seed. And by the way, did you see... What a miracle, man. Kyle Filipowski, he did some windmill like, yeah. dunk contest. Yeah, I thought his life was over with. Yeah. That's what they were acting like. Yeah, he survived. Yeah. Life-threatening uh, People were tagging. I saw the video on X, uh, and people were tagging Jay Billis' leg like, on yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Houston's got – honestly, I think Houston's got – there's some tough teams, but I guess stylistically they match up kind of well with at least one of them. They're the one seed – the two seeds Marquette. The three seed is San Diego State, who plays a lot like Houston. Right. And then the four seeds Alabama. Um, so and again, West was Tennessee one, Arizona two, Iowa State three, and Illinois four. I, I actually would. The more I look at this, the more I think I would take the way these are getting structured. Mm-hmm. A lot to be resolved in two weeks, but uh, um, I'll tell you that, uh, namely that east, that eastern region. 
we were saying UConn's probably got an arguable point to be the number one overall seed, but mm-hmm. you know you've got North Carolina at two, Kansas at three, who's always dangerous if they can get things going, but they're not very deep. They do have Kevin McCuller back, so they're back to full strength. And then Auburn at four, and we know what Auburn's capable of. Auburn, I think Auburn's and after watching them play Tennessee mm-hmm. and and Alabama playing Tennessee, Auburn's a better team in my opinion. I think they're better than Alabama. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I well, really and do. I think and and Auburn still they they their guards are very Jekyll Hyde. I mean, they're very uh, a lot of times they just careless with the ball and i know bruce wants to play it and he gives them that freedom but uh listen you get into teams that are that 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 guard the perimeter and take advantage of steals and quick points they they, they've lost some games in the last i mean we saw here in knoxville but they've lost some games they just they got they got dalton connected uh pretty pretty hard um i think janai broom's the best big man in the league oh yeah now yeah you know and with all due respect jonas has played by and large great this season but we saw a little of what can happen with him if he gets disrupted and in foul trouble last night. He didn't really seem to recover very well. Broom is he's a stud. So yeah, yeah I, I I was I came away after this week thinking Auburn's better than than Alabama. I think they could they could both make a deep run, but I'd take Auburn. Yeah. Uh, one baseball note, and I'll say this: I know we're we're right here. You've got cactus. You got uh, grapefruit leagues uh, happening in Florida. Um, yeah, Bob, I know you mentioned many a times you've you've got to see some games. It's just a fun time. I mean, yeah, it's kind of meaningless baseball. You're seeing pitchers work on some things, kind of work on secondary pitches. They might give up a you know a little more, you know, a little more pop, a little more uh, heat off the bat uh, because they're working. They're not they're not throwing their their ace stuff. They're throwing you know secondary pitches, trying to perfect that. But a big uh, a big a little bit of nugget breaking this morning that uh, the Phillies – listen, the Phillies already – I mean, you don't have to ask Braves fans, but the Phillies, when they get into the postseason, they've already got a dominant staff. And there is a report now that Blake Snell, they could add him on a short-term deal, like a one- or a two-year deal. That is a team, all the hype and the talk, you know, deservedly so, going to L.A., but until LA really, really cleans up the the pitching, they've got some obviously some things there on the back end that, as a Dodgers fan, they've got a plethora of arms. You got to hope Walker Bueller, you know, that he can get back late season and just give you some meaningful minutes. Probably not going to start, um, but they that deal right there would uh, would just set Philadelphia up. You've already got a guy in uh, Andrew Painter who's one of the top right-handed pitching prospects for Philly. And he's knocking on the door, and I think he's going to give them some some true, truly good minutes this year, or innings rather. Excuse me, we're t- different sport. Um, but that's a team that also just locked up another in free agency, one of the best best hitters and all around utility guys in uh, Wilt Whit Merrifield. They brought him in, who's been playing for a dud in in Kansas City, and they brought him in to already a potent lineup, a lineup that uh, gets when the lights come on in the postseason. They seem to do what they they do, and they they show up and they hit, and they're pitching pitches. Uh, they're only really concern is the back end of the you know the bullpen but anyways big news there in MLB we'll break down more MLB certainly college hoops next week Tennessee big week ahead Bob we get uh, 
at SCAR on Wednesday night, then back here for Senior Day. Let's send them out with a bang. Let's take care of business Wednesday night, but Saturday here against Blue Na- Big Blue Nation. We'll catch you guys next week. Appreciate everyone here. Fan Run Radio, Aaron, Bob, we'll catch you all next week. You're listening to FM 105.7 and AM 1340, WKGN Knoxville, and W289CU Knoxville, Fan Run Radio.